When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN. Your home for K-State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. K-State women's basketball's 14-game winning streak is over. They fall to Norman, Oklahoma last night, 66-63. In most situations, when a big winning streak comes to an end, it would be quite painful. Just ask... uh, The old uh, UCLA teams back in the 70s when they won 88 straight. Oklahoma football winning 47 straight in the 50s. Julio Cesar Chavez. Deej knows who I'm talking about. When he won 87 straight fights. The Oakland A's in 2002 winning 20 straight. Who else can I throw in there? The New England Patriots when they won 21 back in the day in a row. But let's be real. None of those touch what the K-State women have done. And unfortunately, ended last night with winning 14 in a row, but that streak came to an end last night. Welcome to the game. Mitch Fortner with Troy Coverdale, David G., and Owen Burke is on our board today. Boy, is today a big show. Teased it on uh, social media a few minutes ago at Mitch the Fort on Twitter, at the game KMAN on Twitter. Today, we are giving away two tickets. Sunflower Showdown, Big Monday Edition, Bramlage Coliseum, tipping off at 8 o'clock Monday, K-State, KU. I have two tickets. Now, it's not going to be one of those, hey, caller five, you're winning the tickets. No. This is the KU game. You're going to have to earn them. So, if if the thumbs are trigger happy on the old cellular and you time it right... You could be the lucky caller that gets a chance to win the tickets, but you got to know your K-State basketball trivia. Mm. How'd you get these tickets? That's what I want to know. I'm the fort. How did he not get the tickets is the real question, Dave. Come on now. That's a a great question. It would be a bigger question. It would be a bigger head scratcher if I didn't have tickets to give away. That's actually very true. Oh, yeah. Touche. I mean – Go find any other show. Mm. Go find any other station. It's not going to happen. And are you going to find anybody that has 
tickets to give away to that game? No. Nay. No. Nay. You're not going to find this anywhere else. No. Besides right here today. Mm-hmm. And who knows? I might just have another pair to give away tomorrow. Oh, God. I know. How is that even possible? <laughs> oh, I'm getting choked up just thinking about how generous this is of the fort. This is amazing. <laughs> this is really amazing. Truly an amazing show. I am a giver. Yeah. 364 days a year. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas, for some reason, I'm just not into it. No. What'd you give me this year? Not uh, not tickets. It's not fun when everybody else is doing it. That's okay? right. Yeah. That's yes. right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Everybody gets the same amount of, you know, thank you, thank you. No, Mitch is like, no. Sorry. Your chance to win, uh, tune in for the second segment of hour number two, which is going to be, of course, roughly 525-530 is when we'll uh, get that all started. We'll have Jeff Midian later on in this hour. Um you know, and the next game for the K-State men's basketball team is not KU. It's actually Saturday in Stillwater to take on Oklahoma State. And a pretty significant news for Oklahoma State heading into that game Saturday. Things that, you know, it you know may change your thoughts on the game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We'll bring that up in uh, the following segment after our first one here. And then, uh, you know, the, the magic number, the magic record, you know, it's like baseball in a way. <laughs> um, the magic number... Nine and nine. Mm. Can, will, K-State men's basketball get to nine and nine? We will discuss at 5-10. Troy, this was an early tip-off last night. Did you get a chance to watch most of the game? Uh, watched three quarters of it, yes. Okay. Wait, so that means you went to bed 7.30? Roughly, yes. Man. Never in my life will I be able to... I don't think I'll ever be that person. I understand why he does it. He's mm-hmm. early riser, morning show, dedicated to his hard work. If I'm sick, <laughs> 7.30, I'm like, I'm out, baby. And that's after taking probably two naps for over an uh, hour and a half. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Gotta have a power nap. Um, like we mentioned, the 14-game losing streak comes to win just K-State's second loss of the season and their first loss since late November. They almost escaped January without a blemish. Mm. But they'll have the one loss. And someone said it going in, I have a bad feeling about this game. Uh-huh. Hi. <laughs> it me. I mean, Oklahoma is a hot team right now. Ever yes. since their loss to K-State, they've looked good. And I'm like, they should be top 25 good. And they will be after this week. They Absolutely. beat the number two team in the nation. That That is a solid team. And had been in the top 25 earlier in the year. Correct. And they're probably the best transition team in America. They play the fastest of anybody else in America. That's a solid team that, you know, they, they hit some shots yesterday. They're a little bit better defensively, you know. Um, but it was still, you know, for a 66-63 game, it was very entertaining. Yes. And I was going to Troy, this was, an, this was a back-and-forth game, and you mm-hmm. skipped the fourth quarter? Didn't say I skipped the fourth quarter. I you said went you to cut bed. three-thirds. I, of, I uh, went to bed. But you watched it. The first three quarters of it, yes. And then I can't figure this to, guy out. And <laughs> then listened to some of it as I'm in bed, wait, you know. Going through my shutdown mode. And going back to a previous thought, uh, you know, I was mentioning, you know, typically when you lose that first game after a long winning streak, you feel like 
You're the most one of the most dominant teams in America. You're unstoppable. Yes, K State lost Aoka Lee. They're three and zero without her. You go down to Norman, they lose. And you know what? I I wasn't all been out of shape about it. You know, I I had the feeling. You know, maybe their luck would run out a little bit with Yoki still being gone. Uh, you know, BYU attacked the paint. Skylar Van, I've said watch out for her yesterday. She finishes with 21 points, mm-hmm. 8 rebounds, mm-hmm. and 3 assists. I mean, she was tough. Um, I think K-State did a little bit of a better job not allowing such low post passes to get there. Maybe the angles were a little bit better in their def- the way they defended. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but she was still really good. Um and it, you know, it, it got a little sloppy there. Fourth quarter was not a good quarter for K State, and they ended up with 17 turnovers. And they did not see Oklahoma doesn't turn it over a ton, but boy, will they just get on a bad run of turnovers once in a while? They'll get on a bad run of just breaking shots, and they they could be such a hot and cold team. K State just didn't run into a cold Oklahoma team enough times. 13 lead changes and 10 ties. If you're just a casual basketball fan, you tuned in, even though it was 60-something, 60-something, it was rather entertaining. Back and forth, each team was countering each other's Mm -hmm. buckets with a three of their own. I was like, I don't know how many times I was like, dang, what a shot. Wow, what a hit. Like, yeah, it was it was impressive the way these two teams went back and forth. And that was that was I thought really good for the Big 12. Because those are your top two teams right now. K-State's undefeated in the conference. Oklahoma just one loss. Everybody else is below. Everybody else is below. Now you have a tie. Well, game back, or half game back is Oklahoma now because they played one less game um, as of now, I believe. But that's the kind of game you want if your top two teams are squaring off. Would have been an even better one if it had had a national television spot. True. ESPN Plus, K-State will be on FS1 on Sunday against Texas. Um, K-State also was hitting threes last night, 11 of 30. That is an above mm-hmm. average night for K-State shooting the basketball, and a big part of that was they were answering a lot of the makes that Oklahoma was getting to you know, to take the lead, and K-State would get it right back with a three of their own. And a couple of players I want to single out here. Gisela Sanchez – was really solid for three quarters. That fourth quarter, a couple of turnovers, was missing some wide-open shots. But, man, did she start out hot. She scored 10 points in the first quarter, and for back-to-back games, she finishes with 18 points, and she hits three threes, and last night grabbed nine rebounds. We've seen with the absence of Aoka Lee, a bench player kind of have a breakout game. Zy Walker, uh, maybe not a, a breakout game for Zy. We knew she was good, but she performed really well, really well against KU. Eliza Moppin against Baylor was solid. This is the first time we've seen that bench player come in and be really good in back-to-back games. And I kind of wrote her off after the Baylor game. I just wasn't sure what to think. This is a Spaniard who had played for the under-20 FIBA national team twice, finished in third place one year. Um, Hurt last year, didn't get to play, comes in this year. Um, We hadn't seen her play like this yet. And last night was a more as-advertised Gisela Sanchez. And what I mean by that is hitting three-pointers. When she was playing her first year at Arizona, she didn't – 
play a ton, but when she did play, she shot it well. 44% from three-point range. It's not like we're asking for that all the time. That's Mm -hmm. very, 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 very hard to do. It's, you know, 99% chance that's not going to happen. But looking for some shots to go in. In the last two games, she's hit three in each game. That's awesome to see. I love the consistency there. Will it carry on? You're going to have to have it against Texas. Serena Sundell is playing lights out right now. She has really picked up some slack that's missing from Aoka Lee with running this offense. She has been a general. She has been a leader. And she is playing all Big 12 first-team basketball right now. Over the last four games, and these are four games without Aoka Lee, Serena Sundell is averaging 15 points, 7 rebounds, and 7 assists a game. That is an incredible line. And she's shooting the ball well. She hit three threes last night. And Serena almost had a triple-double last night. K-State, I believe, has only had one triple-double ever. And she almost had the program second. Serena with 15 points, 10 rebounds, and 8 assists. Fantastic performance. We know this team is in full strength right now. But the way they have competed without their All-American center, the centerpiece of K-State women's basketball, the face of K-State women's basketball, she is the face of K-State women's athletics. Without her... The team is 3-1. and one. The team they lost to was on the road against what should be a top 25 Oklahoma team who also wants first place in the Big 12, who has only lost one game in conference play, and you're talking about the conference that is second best in the country. That loss last night is nothing to worry about. You really, I, I'm sure they want it back. I'm sure it hurt last night to lose that game. But to me, it's pretty easy to move forward because at the end of the day, when Yoki comes back, which hopefully will be in two weeks, this team is going to be just fine. I would like to see this team, though, find an answer right now without Yoki on the floor for being able to defend better in the block. That's the important adjustment right now. That That is truly the one thing, really, it's, and it's not surprising because uh, it's, you know, because if now if you're starting to, have a lot of help mm-hmm. defense there. You're leaving a three-shooter probably wide open. You know, it's a, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It, you know, that's a great question. That's a great thing to ask Jeff Mitty when we have him on at 440. So my question to you is, because I agree with you. I mean, they're one of the hottest teams in the country. You only lose by three on the road in Norman. Tough matchup on Sunday against Texas. As much as it should be easy to move on, are you worried at all about this game beating them twice? Because you want it back. Just a three-point loss. You play that close. Do you think it sticks in their heads going into Sunday? No. No? No. Because the next opponent is Texas. Texas is really good. The win that Texas had, or K-State that had over Texas just a few weeks ago was before, I think, last night, the biggest game they had played yet. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about a number 10 Texas team. You win by three points with Yoki. And like Jeff Mitty said, that, that game, Aoka Lee finished by passing over 2,000 career points. And she set the blocks record. That was a big night for her, but we haven't seen her since. Uh, there is, I, I'm sure when they got on that plane, focus was already on Texas and thinking ahead to that game. 
And also, I mean, that, that last night wasn't a game you hang your head on. <laughs> That's a really good yeah. team they lost to. You don't, They put up a fight. That was a tough game. That was a battle. Mm-hmm. They just came on a short end, and now they lost the game. They're 20-2. and two. They're fine. They are fine. No worries. They're going to be okay. Texas winning there is going to be tougher than playing at Baylor. Which, by the way, how about this? Texas plays tonight. Mm-hmm. A Big 12 game on a Thursday is super weird. Yes. They're playing at Baylor tonight. So, you know, what kind of Texas team does K-State get on Sunday? Mm -hmm. So, we'll find out. That Texas-Baylor game tips off at 3.30, and it's going to be televised on ESPN. At what time? 7.30. You said 3.30. I'm sorry. So, double-checking. Thank you. Good correction there on for, from you there, because I'm sure I do that all, kind of stuff all the time. But a, but a Big 12 women's basketball game, top 15 matchup on ESPN tonight at 7.30. We'll take a break. When we come back to Big 12 men's basketball, the next opponent for the Cats is in Stillwater against the Pokes of Oklahoma State. Um, pretty significant news about one particular player that plays for the Cowboys that will affect Saturday's game. That news is next. In one hour from now, K-State hoops against KU. K-State KU, Sunflower Showdown, Bramwich Coliseum, Monday night, 8 o'clock tip, Big Monday. Cats and Jayhawks, you want to go? You want two tickets? Tune in an hour from now. Make sure you're here listening hour from now. You might be the lucky caller that gets through to Owen to play a little K-State basketball trivia, and you can be winning two tickets to go to the game. If you see my cell phone in my left hand and this phone in my right hand, just don't worry about it. See, here I thought he was asking Dave G if he wanted to go. I mean... Yeah, that's, I know... Yeah, yeah. Dave's got the number Listen, pre-dialed. Yeah, I know fine. he's a family man. He needs he, two t- two seats. Ain't gonna get it done. Hey. The kids can sit on the lap for the game, or we could find a babysitter and we could go have an actual watch a game for Ooh. once in my life. What? Watch the game, not watch the kids. Oh. <laughs> do you do you and Sarah get time to go on dates much? No. Or do your own thing? No. No. Um. We actually, I have, I'm doing the uh, Pinewood Derby. Mm-hmm. And so Sarah's going to go out with a friend and we are getting a babysitter for the first time ever. Ever? And ever. You've never done a babysitter? Not once. Not even, not even a niece or nephew watching them for the night or nothing? Nope. Wow. Mm-hmm. How old are your kids? Um, I have uh, one, it will be three in May and I have a one and a half year old. Wow. Mm-hmm. Three years, no babysitters. Nothing. Huh? That's I mean, crazy. besides like grandma. Yeah. You know, but I, I count that. You know, that that counts as a babysitter? I think so. If you're getting a night out, whoever's well, watching them is a babysitter. <laughs> like, are you, you're probably not paying her. Giving yeah. her a few bucks for like, a, hey, here's dinner. You We're know? definitely going to hook her up for sure. Okay. Hooking her up with some cash because um, this is our first go around, like with a real babysitter. I heard, uh, oh, Travis and Jason Kelsey, they brought this up on their podcast. Lindsay and I watched the episode where, uh, Kylie Kelsey mm-hmm. is her name mm-hmm. uh, was on. They talked about you know her and her and Jason getting together, and they brought up that she hardly leaves Jason alone with the kids. How, how how what's the longest Sarah is okay 
with leaving you with full responsibility of the kids? Does she have full trust or like, well, dad's in control. He can be a little bit out of control. Uh-huh. No, we, I, I'm good for, I'm, I'd be good for however long she wants. Okay. Um, when we got our big little, the first one, you know, she would go, she works in Topeka and she'd be gone for eight, nine hours and it'd be just me and the baby. And I'm cool with that. I'm good. I'm good. I'm a good dad, dude. We have, we have fun. Go outside, play, run. Jump, jump in muddy puddles, Peppa style, go inside, eat a hot dogs, pizza, <laughs> yeah. all this stuff. Mom's like, oh, I'm not really sure. I'm like, yeah, load it up. And they're like, hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. Dad-o. Fantastic. Dad for the win. I Watch. love that episode, by the way. That's such a great episode of New Heights. Too. That was okay. The old, the old back lock up. Love that one. Ha! I've never had a back lock up, but it's getting close. The kids are getting bigger. And yeah, I'm just like, dude. Gah! Easy. I need one of those back, like, lifting belts. The old, the old, the old back brace mm-hmm. on there. <laughs> or the ones that, they got, that go, have the suspenders yeah. over, like you're a mover. At the I warehouse. Need, oh, yeah. I need one of those. How are the uh, – so I've, I've heard on the streets yeah. that the yeah. twos can be terrible. Mm. <laughs> how was the first round of a two-year – well, you're not all the way through it, but how, two-thirds of the way through a two-year-old? I, I mean, listen, I – we uh, – it's one of those things where there was no difference for me. I didn't think she was terrible, like or she hasn't been terrible, but there are sometimes we're like, who is this person? I don't know why you're screaming at the top of your lungs. And it's weird because one will be bad and the other is like an angel and then they switch. Dude, it's there was no difference. There was no difference. Sometimes they're sweet and sometimes they're sour. Was was the first one like the angel and you got suckered into the second one? The second one's a little crazier. Everyone tells me that all the time because my, my son's a, an angel, like mm-hmm. never gives me any issues. And he's two now. And like obviously there's, he's starting to talk a little bit more. So like he says no in here and there, but I'm like, I really haven't noticed that much of a difference either. But I, I, get, I get some no's. Like I don't want to do that. She'll say, I don't want to do that. And I don't like that. But she's just talking. Yeah, you know what exactly, I mean? They're yeah. just talking. Yeah, so yeah. it's cute. You know, and you're like, oh, you don't want to do that? And she's like, yes, I do want to do that. <laughs> like, okay, well, now we're both we'll do confused. it. Um, but they got attitudes. Yeah, both of them. I know growing up, like, I would have been a saint. I would have never gotten spankings. I would have been a straight-A student if Stone Cold Steve Austin was never in my life. Man. If pro wrestling was never in my life, I, w- I wouldn't have been trying to – do all these moves on my sister yep. when she was ready for it or not. <laughs> and then she fake cries, and then I get in trouble. Here comes Dad with the belt. Oof. You and me. You and me, buddy. I Here switch in. Vince. Brutal. I, yeah, I switch in music my sister a couple times back in the day. <laughs> I was not afraid to admit that. Oh, man. Well, you want to know the latest on Oklahoma State? What's up yeah. with these Cowboys? Um, well, it's not good right now. They are... Uh, Dead last in the Big 12. The record is 9-12, and 12, and they only have one win in the Big 12. Now, that was this past weekend. They did come back and beat West Virginia at home 70-66. to 66. By the way, that was the same score K-State beat Oklahoma State hmm. in Manhattan. Last night, they played at KU and was absolutely stomped. 83-54, to 54, the final score, but it's, it's worse than that for Oklahoma State. Bryce Thompson, who's their second leading scorer, um, is definitely also, by the way, a former Jayhawk, uh, but is, I would say he is the veteran 
of Oklahoma State basketball, of Mike Boynton basketball. Uh, Bryce Thompson left in the first half of that game with a shoulder injury. It was determined today that he tore his labrum, mm-hmm. will have to have surgery, and he is most likely out for the rest of the season. So this is obviously significant because K-State will play in two days in Stillwater. Oklahoma State is already having a ton of issues. Just one Big 12 win. They can't go win ball games. They can't finish. And now they're without their second-leading score. Let me give you some stats. Bryce Thompson averaging uh, 12 points, two rebounds, two assists per game. He is shooting about 40% from the floor, and he's 35% from three-point range. Now, again, Oklahoma State scoring the ball, bottom half of the Big 12. A lot of their offensive numbers are bottom half of the Big 12. They're a struggling team. You obviously expect that. OSU only has two double-digit scores this year. Now their top guy is another guard in Javon Small, and he's a solid player. He's nearly 40% from three. He can be an issue still. But you're now missing your second best player. What does that mean for K-State? Well, you hope, obviously, you know, even before this injury, K-State could go down to Stillwater and win a game. Now to me, this is like, you know, no excuses. Okay, so now you're playing against a team who already is having issues, already had another injury, and now Bryce Thompson is out. Okay, so, yeah, you have guys that aren't playing now. You don't have, you know, um, Quez Glover. Naquan Tomlin isn't coming back. There's no excuses. Later on in the show, we'll talk about if K-State can even, are they capable, can they get it done, not just on Saturday, but get to 9-9 and in Big 12 play. We'll talk about that coming up at 5:10. But this is significant for Oklahoma State. Mike Boynton is having a tough time catching a break. And I remember, you know, we talked to Robert Allen from pokesreport.com a few weeks ago when Oklahoma State visited visited us here for a game a few weeks ago and said, you know, this the seat is it warming up for Mike Boynton? Hard question to answer because the university really from top to bottom from fans to donors to they love Mike Boynton. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. things haven't been exactly smooth mm-hmm. for Oklahoma State basketball. And now it's not getting any easier. So I, Oklahoma State has more drama, believe it or not, on the court than K-State, in my opinion. Off the court, you know, post-game stuff, comments, referee stuff. You know, that's that's one thing. On the floor, in between the 40 minutes from the jump to the final buzzer, K-State not only a better team, they're more prepared to move forward than what Oklahoma State is right now without their second-best player all of a sudden. Things have changed drastically for even for this struggling team. So, When it goes bad, it goes bad. We, we're going to talk I, I'm, about... I'm really surprised, though, that... that there isn't more heat on Boynton. You know, I I would think that at this point that that there would be discussion about what the future holds because this is now three straight years where they've underachieved. I mean, so last year NIT two gosh he's been at Oklahoma State now for seven years. Yeah, has made an NCAA tournament once. Oof. Granted, twice they were barred. Well, true. 
and playing in the toughest conference of basketball. But well, and also at that well, okay, when was that barred year? Would that two years ago? Was it two years ago? Two years ago. Okay, well, that was the year. The I'm trying to think now. I'm getting my years mixed up. Okay, so the COVID year. I think that was that year. Or was it not? I, I'm getting my, my years all mixed up, but you're right. Two years ago, they were ineligible. They weren't going to make the tournament anyway, though. Mm-hmm. Right. That was, yeah, they were, I, you know, maybe even borderline NIT. Yeah. Because I think they were a 500 team. But they made the NIT last year. Their NCAA tournament was the 2020 21 year. So, okay, so the COVID year. They were seven and eleven in the Big Twelve, so now I'm getting my 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 years back on track. Nineteen twenty was the COVID year. They weren't going to the NCAA tournament. Finished ninth in the Big Twelve in eighteen nineteen, and then they had an NIT quarterfinals year, the first year under Mike Boynton. Very valid question. Why is Mike Boynton's seat not hotter, at least being reported at a Stillwater, being exactly in a much tougher position? I think he came into a pretty hot situation. Correct. I mean, they were. Was this a coach before, or was this under him with um, our, the the? Um, oh no, that was him. It was him. Yeah, he, he. Well, it should be much hotter. Before Mike Bi- Mike Boynton, it was one year of Brad Underwood. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And so they just promoted Boynton that's from right. that staff, which, by the way, wasn't NCAA tournament year. I forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about that. All right, we need to take a break. When we come back, Jeff Mitty will join us next on The Game. We're back on The Game. Mitch Fortner, Trey Coverdale, David G., and Owen Burke. The four in studio today. Last night, K-State women's basketball, their 14-game winning streak ends with a loss at Oklahoma, 66-63 the final as we are now joined by the head coach of K-State Women's Basketball, that's Jeff Mitty. Coach, once again, thank you for uh, joining us here on the show. Let's just start with that game last night. What were the takeaways of that close loss at Oklahoma? What were your thoughts on the game? Well, I'll tell you what, our, our group really fought hard. Um, we did a lot of really, really good things. Um, I, I think Gisela Sanchez continues to play really, really well. Serena Sundell played really, really well. Uh, Jalen Glenn gave us a, a big boost. Um, we just turned the ball over too much in stretches to be consistent enough in a game that was going to be high-paced. Oklahoma is one of the highest-scoring teams in the league, and we just, at the end, uh, did not uh, make the plays down the stretch. You know, after those, after a long winning streak, when you take that first loss, it could be a, a, a really tough one to handle like – you know, you, you you feel so strong, you've won 14 straight, and then you take that first loss. Was that a tough, tough locker room after the game where we're heads still high and you're able to move on quickly to Texas? You know, um, no, it was a tough locker room. We haven't lost since uh, November. No. And um, that, we haven't felt that way in a long, long time. And, um you know, and quite frankly, we didn't want to. And um, that, that was a tough loss, and it was a tough loss. And, you know, we played a lot of close games lately, and uh, we have made the plays in a lot of games. You go back to, you you know, this recent stretch, and uh, we have a two-point game with BYU. We have a three-point game 
uh, on the road at Baylor, and we made all the plays. And in this one, Oklahoma made the play. So, yeah, it was a tough, uh, disappointing locker room. But at the same time, uh, nobody's um, everybody's got a loss in the Big 12, and uh, nobody was going to go undefeated. But uh, you, you also, uh, in our case, we we didn't want – we didn't know – we didn't know which game it was going to occur, and you never want it to happen, but it's just sports, and um, we didn't play well enough. Oklahoma deserved to beat us. You mentioned Gisela Sanchez, your redshirt sophomore, back-to-back games with 18 points. She is in, also in back-to-back games, hit three threes, and this comes after you know two games, the game prior, rather, to the BYU game, where Gisela starts – Picks up fouls early, and I think she played just four minutes, three fouls, and absolutely no other stat. What was done yep. for her to turn this around so quickly and now have consistent back-to-back games? Was it something you said, something at practice? What has it been lately for Gisela that's working? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. You know, um, yeah, it wasn't any great – story in the sense that uh, coming out of Baylor, she was frustrated with herself, happy for the team win. She's a great teammate, but she was frustrated and um, frustrated that she wasn't playing better and disappointed, all those things. And um, she was kind of moping around a little bit. And um, I wasn't having it at practice one day. You know, I said, you got to stop moping around. And, um, you know, and, and, and uh, Stacy, one of our assistants, had a good chat with her and she wasn't very, Gisela was just kind of frustrated. And I talked to her the day of uh, the BYU game and I said, look, we love your game. You just got to play with confidence. We know, you know, and she, she seemed to be in good spirits. It almost seemed like, you know, kind of the kick in the butt, but the tough love kind of, uh, I don't know, just got her going again. And I, I don't know, you know, those things can be overrated too, but at the same time, um, you know, she's played real well. She's very capable. We knew that coming in, and uh, she's just been in a little bit of a rut, and now she uh, appears to be out of that rut. KC Women's Basketball Coach Jeff Mitty is our guest here on the game. After these four games without Ayoka Lee, is, is post-defense the one thing like the top on the top of the list of you're trying to figure out how to fix right now? Well, we need to play with greater effort down there, and there's no doubt that we're missing one of the um, country's best defenders. I think one of the things that, uh, you know, when you score 61 points, people tend to focus on your offense, but I think Aoka Lee is one of the best defenders in the country. She sees it, she she, uh, communicates it, and she's got a nastiness to her at the rim that – that she does not want to be ever scored on. I mean, she is irritated when she is scored on, and um, that's hard to replace. And uh, we're not going to replace her. We don't have a player on our roster that has that ability, but we've got players that can play at their ability, and we've got to defend the rim differently without her. And and, um, it hurt us late last night. OU did a great job of uh, going down low, and we tried to get as much help as we could, and um, they made the plays, and we saw that against BYU where BYU really went at us there, and we just didn't make enough plays. But um, 
Uh, I liked our group's fight better than the BYU game last night, and uh, we'll keep trying to figure it out. How is Aoka Lee doing ever since her surgery? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I get asked that about 10 times a day. <laughs> I bet. Um, yeah, yeah, I get asked that about 10 times a day, and, and it's, it's usually by, uh, by the assistant coaches. Um, she's doing good. She, she's doing great. Um, this is going to come down to, you know, x-rays and things that show that it's healed enough to play. And, um, but so far, we, we haven't had any setbacks. Um, she's doing really good, but, um, you know, we're just going to have to see where it's at because the, the type of injury she has, um, you know, the medical part of this that I can't answer, um, is the, is the bone healed enough to, to play on? And, uh, that's just something that we're just going to have to wait and see. When she is able to return, do you want to give her a little bit of time to, to, you know, just kind of get back into the flow of things? Or is there a particular game that you're looking at to bring her back if everything goes well? Well, no, I want to play her 40, but the medical people will tell me I can't do that. <laughs> um, the uh, No, they'll make the call on that. Yoki, Yoki, you know, unfortunately we've played more games without her than with her. And um, Yoki knows her body very well. But I do think there'll be a... Um, I think there'll be a restriction when she comes back in terms of how many minutes and those things. I just don't know what that looks like. Um, I think we'll find that out in the coming weeks. You know, initially when this injury was said, you know, they said around four weeks, and um, I don't have any reason to think we'll be on a different timeline sitting here today. But I do think there'll be a, um, I do think there'll be a blending her back in. Uh, not so much from a basketball standpoint. She's a veteran. She could do it now. But I just think from uh, just a wear and tear on uh, on her, um, we'll, we'll be cautious early and, and go with shorter stints. couple more questions for you here, Coach. Serena Sundell, ever since Yoki's uh, injury, has, has really played solid basketball. But this season, do you see – is Serena playing all Big 12 first-team type of basketball this year? Yeah, you know what, Serena's playing so well that even when we maybe think she's struggled in an area, you look up and she's almost, she's got a double-double or she's got, you know, close numbers to a triple-double and uh, she's doing so many things well. And um, her leadership just continues to get better and better. Um, and we've all we've all watched it over her career here, but She's got the ability to put up 8, 9, 10, 11 assists in a game, 8, 9, 10 rebounds a game, and anywhere from 10 to 20 points a game. And um, she's doing it again. But the other area is just her leadership and her continued uh, growth as a player, poise-wise, uh, just continues to get better and better. Well, to wrap up, uh, going to be uh, on ESPN, watching ESPN tonight for that Baylor-Texas game before you see the Longhorns on Sunday. Yeah, you know, uh, you know. Obviously, we play Texas on Sunday, so it'll be it'll uh, an interesting game to begin with. So it really wouldn't matter who Texas played, but this is a great one to watch. So yeah, we'll be scouting that one, and uh, we'll be uh, making some notes on uh, Texas. Uh, you know, they played without Booker last game because of a hamstring injury. Uh, word is is that she's back. 
it looks like Gaston, who was injured in our game uh, against Texas a couple weeks ago, is back tonight. So that'll be interesting to see where they're at in terms of how many minutes they can play. But it should be a great matchup. And, uh, you know, the Big 12, boy, the Big 12, Mitch, I mean, you're talking about – you're talking about Oklahoma, you're talking about West Virginia, you're talking about Texas, Baylor, us. Uh, it is a very, very strong group, particularly at the top. Uh, it is really, really good this year. Yep, no doubt about it. Completely agree 100%. Coach, we'll let you go. Coach, really appreciate your time, and best of luck against Texas on Sunday. All right, guys. Hey, I appreciate it. That's Jeff Mitty, K-State women's basketball coach here on The Game. Let's take a break, and we wrap up our one of the game next. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Finishing up our one of the game, this is, uh, this is what Troy used to party to at those band parties. Listen, I was jamming to this a lot earlier than band parties. Ooh, yeah, Mitch. I mean, come on. I had to sneak this one into the house. Yeah. The vinyl and everything. Yes. So was it more like spin doctors at uh, those band parties, or what were we listening to? Uh, sure. No, we've been through this. Usually, I know we have. No. <laughs> spin doctors. They played their own instruments? No. <laughs> no. God, what a, I mean, that band, they had a moment in the sun for sure. Yeah. Actually... Would you believe I saw them open for Poison? Whoa! What? At really? The, at the Greeley Stampede a few years back, yeah. Oh wow! Oh yeah, Oof. yeah. Oof. I mean, it's kind of a weird lineup, like what K State had uh, with what Zach Brown Band and Coldplay. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. It's kind of like that. Train. Of like, train, or Train, Train, or Coldplay. Yeah. Coldplay. Train. Yeah. Yeah. Same, thi- same yeah. thing. Um, same thing. Coldplay would have had the top billing there, uh, as painful as that. Pro- well, is. yes, yes, they would have. Um. I saw this. Uh, have you guys seen Bob Huggins lately? Yeah, it looks great. The dude has lost a ton of weight. I caught this on X earlier today. Yeah, he's looking good. Because he was at the West Virginia game last night um, in Morgantown, and they won the game. They beat Cincinnati 69-65 for their eighth win of the year. And Bob Huggins was like doing some, I don't know if it was radio or TV stuff. He just stopped by to have a quick chat. And it looks like he's lost 50 to 60 pounds. Easy. Looking good, man. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen him that skinny. He's still uh, wearing clothes, though, that like he would could wear a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Now, this doesn't mean he's a better person, but sure. he has lost some weight. He so does. That's, he has. that's a positive, I the guess. Beard, the beard looked pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little white, but... Is he, is he 70 now? He's got to be up. pushing it, at least. I think he... Yep, 70 years old. All right, we got to take a break. Hour to the game. We're going to talk cats. Can they get to 9-9 nine and nine in Big 12 play? Plus... 525, make sure you're tuned in because we're giving away two tickets to K-State men's basketball against Kansas on Monday. You got to know your K-State basketball trivia to win the tickets. Hour to the game of your local news next.